welcome to another episode of Embrace the Suck with Brendan. Brought to you by Wheelahan Development. This is your host, Brendan Wheelahan. Sometimes we get kicked in the mouth and life sucks. That's just what it is. But you're tougher than that. You didn't fold. You embraced it. You grew from it. Now pay it forward and help the next person in line. We don't want the textbook. We want real words from real people. This is how we build a better world together. If you've battled loss, stress, depression, finances, change, or anything else life throws at us, share your story. You can reach out directly at wheelahandevelopment at gmail.com or through LinkedIn and Facebook at Brendan Wheelahan. And now that that's out of the way, let's get after it. Millions of people today, myself included, have this burning desire to become an entrepreneur and run their own show. As the son of small business owners, this has been my dream for as long as I can remember. The tough part is, most don't truly understand what's involved with this. The branding, the rejection, the sleepless nights, putting other parts of your life on hold, the list goes on and on. To be honest, I'm not even close to knowing everything involved, and each week, it seems like there's a new mountain to climb. But I know it's a hundred times more complex than just printing some business cards that say president and founder on them. Today, I'm honored to chat with a longtime friend and multiple-time entrepreneur, Chantel, to get some clarity about everything involved with being an entrepreneur and some of the steps to take to get the ball rolling so you can chase your dreams too. Chantel, great to have you on here. It's been way too long since we chatted last. I know we go way back been doing a lot of things since our last conversation. So before we get into today's conversation about entrepreneurship, say hi to everybody here and give us a little background about yourself and what you're doing. Hello, everyone. My name is Chantel Thomas and my company is Dexterity Sessions. So basically, my company is a lifestyle management firm. And what we do is take our clients and help them create a work-life balance. So we do things from like helping them create a full day schedule for the CEO to operate under. So like a schedule for his home time and for work time. And then we'll do things like for a restaurant owner, go in and do like a bar rescue type of day. I'll sit and talk with them, look at, look at everything that they have going on and then just give an update on what they can do to increase their revenue or things that may harm their revenue or their reputation. So Basically, just help others expand their brand and their business. Perfect. So basically, a, a life resource for people that don't know which direction to go. Yes. You're that North For Star. life and business. You're the compass. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. okay. I know that you weren't always working for yourself, though. You mm-hmm. did, after school, get into the, the corporate grind like so many of us do. How did you know that you had to go out and do your own thing? How did you know that you weren't made to work for someone else? I actually went through a little health scare and um, I have Crohn's. So before I got diagnosed with that, I didn't know like what was happening. And I worked for Chase Bank for like four and a half years. Um, I lived in Arizona for a little while, brought that job to Rochester. And I was like really prideful in my job. But um, due to my like health issues going on and the policies, I lost my job. And I was very like distraught over that. 
So I had to realize like I, my, my self-confidence can't be built in a job and that's something that somebody can take away from you. So I'm going to have to figure out how to do this for myself because I, I can't depend on um, someone else for my livelihood. And if I do have a condition that's going to be subjective to anything, the sun coming up wrong, who knows with Crohn's. Um, no, I'm going to have to depend on myself. So that was the main indication of I may have to work for myself corporate policies <laughs> <laughs> okay but you you dropped a huge statement in there you said my self-confidence can't be built by a job you yeah. know i want to stay there for a sec because that's something that i personally have battled with a lot where i i i feel awful and i am not the same person if i am not employed i am yep. like a puddle of mud tell me what it, what does it mean to you to say that your self-confidence isn't tied to a job but you still want to be an entrepreneur what's the difference what it there? means to me is i'm in charge it i feel like it's a difference when you're in charge when somebody else is in charge there's rules that you can talk about um or negotiate if i'm in charge i have to set the tone for myself and those to follow so for me, it was just like, nope, I want to be the one to be in control of my life and my livelihood. And the only way that I can do that and be in control of my confidence and my self-esteem is if I just control the whole show. <laughs> sure. No, you're, it makes complete sense. Um, it's, it's something that I battle with because I, I want to be in control like that. But um, the next question I'm going to get to that I'm going to ask you here is the hard part. So you made up your mind. You want to run your own show, but you still got bills. You still got to put food on the table. You still got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Now what? Now what? How do you leave? How do you leave uh, the paycheck and go and roll the dice? Short answer: Lyft and Uber. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is that was my first not even kidding um that was my first taste i i want to tell people that it is the first taste of entrepreneurship because you are um a private contractor when you work for lyft and uber so you're only going to make money if you get out and work and how much you make is going to be dependent on how far you want to go and what you want to do and i didn't realize it was so many little things to this like how much gas you need to put in your car and how far you want to drive and whatever but you really have to consider every aspect of what you're doing. And I literally had to think about everything because right now my daughter lives with her father, you know, Devin. So even that going back and forth, making sure I consistently go see my daughter every three weeks, but still have enough money to buy t-shirts and still have enough money to pay my car. note. like there's certain things that absolutely had to take the back burner, like my credit card, Thank God I just got another one like three months ago, but two years ago I had to lose my credit card because it was like, okay, you, you have to give and take your responsibilities and priorities. So it's hard um, balancing that, but you have to do a little bit of everything all the time. Like you have a hundred percent of yourself. I don't think you should give a hundred percent to one thing. I think you have to give a good even percent to each part of yourself, like your mental, spiritual, financial, um, family, the, your, the way you eat, all of it has to get 
a portion of you. You can't just give 100% to everything because something's going to fall to the waistline. And then when it blows up, it's too late. So, right. And right. money can't fix everything. No, absolutely. Absolutely cannot. And you talked about all those little things that you didn't notice until you, you got into it. Um, the gas is going to take how far you want to drive. Yeah. Do I have money to pay the car note and buy the supplies I need? Uh, how did you start to recognize all these things? Was it just from from kind of falling down or did you have a mentor that kind of took you under your wing and when you went out on your own? Yeah. So I do have a mentor. His name is Marcus. Um, it, this is actually my daughter's older cousin on her, on her father's side. Um, he lives in Maryland and he's older than me, but I call him for everything. I, his name in my phone is literally mentor. Um, when it comes to business, I call him for every single aspect of it. And I did have to fail um or hit hardships in different types of businesses that i i wanted to do i mean i've called this guy with 50 business ideas and i probably put money into four of them and now i'm doing one of them so it's just like you're going to go through different things but having a mentor or somebody to talk to that's completely unbiased that actually has experience that's something that i actually wanted to make sure i talked about mm -hmm. it's okay to seek opinions from others if you want opinions from others but mm -hmm. all that did would was make me mess up my business idea maybe four to five times or change my plan to my business idea a billion times if you want opinion from people in business you should probably speak to someone who actually has a business you probably shouldn't just go ask your best friend, what do you think about me going to um, apply for an LLC or should I apply for a corporation? If they don't have a business, they have no idea. Right. So they're just going to give their right. opinion based off hearsay. And a lot of times that's discouraging and discrediting. So you really do have to make sure that you use someone that's actually knowledgeable as your tool of information if it's going to be an actual human being. Yeah. Do you think you could have done what you've done so far without a mentor? If you're so, if, talk to those people that are saying, I, I can do this all by myself. Do you think you can do it all by yourself? Or do you think you need a mentor and a resource to reach out to, to bounce ideas off of and, and to help you get up along the way? Yes, because the person that I look up to is Diddy. And even though, he is known as a music mogul. He has his hands in a lot of different avenues and industry and a lot of different people, but he has a mentor, had a mentor. His mentor just recently passed. He had a mentor. There's always somebody that has to open the door for you, depending on what you're trying Absolutely. to do. So you can step in and, and dominate in your lane, but it is best to have someone that you can talk to or someone that you can lean on that's kind of like a a big brother, big sister mm -hmm. type of partnership mm -hmm. that you have with them to just be another person to lend an ear on, a business ear on. It's completely different. Mm -hmm. You do that to a partner, it, it might can get draining yeah. and <laughs> you might not even get what you're looking for. So Right, right. And you go so much further faster. I know there's there's an inherent level of pride, I think, when it comes to being an entrepreneur where you want to be able to say, I did this, I I, I got it done. And to really get it done, you have to swallow some of that pride and admit that you do need to reach out for help. And, and you mentioned that your mentor is uh, your daughter's uncle. 
But for those people that maybe don't have a family connection that they can lean on for a mentor, where are some other places we can look or try to connect with, with people so we can make sure we get those opinions that you talked about earlier, the ones that matter. We don't want to be just leaning on our friends who have never started a business asking them, Hey, should I, should I structure the contract this way? Um, right. Where can we find some of those experts or where have you found some of those other experts? I found them on Twitter, to be honest. If you search certain hashtags, you'll find so much information, so much help. People who are willing to help, people who will message you, follow you, follow your story, support you. Um, I have found avenues literally at the library. At the library, I found a program called Rochester um, Urban League. I don't know if you ever heard mm -hmm. of Urban League, mm -hmm. but Urban League had a business program um that they had last year and i attended it and you actually got certified by them in like business so basically what they had was a bunch of experts coming out to us to talk to us and give us different avenues on where we can get information and explaining the different business structures and giving us information on people who can help us do business plans like you didn't even know that in rochester you can go to the library and there is a resource in the library where you can say, hey, I would like to open a bar. Can you look up um, some information on the bar industry in Rochester and then let me know how many bars there are on Monroe Avenue? They can get you that information within two to three days and it's free. So oh, a lot of people don't, yeah, yeah. It's I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't know until I took this program. So there are a lot of resources for people to take um, for instance, I just finished a teaching assistant program at REOC and it was free. Now, a lot of people don't even know what REOC is. It's Rochester, Rochester, excuse me, educational opportunity center. And at REOC, you can take a lot of vocational programs. So there's barber, hair, um, licensed practitioner, nurse, like I said, teaching assistant, medical assistant, um, sterilizing tech um pharmacy tech all these different programs that people can take and get certified in less than a year and you don't have to go to college so there's a lot of resources out there for people if they can't find an actual mentor mm -hmm. or an actual person to lean on you just really have to go outside of yourself get off the internet like literally hit the streets like i literally moved downtown and started like walking around and was like what go to the library, mm -hmm. browse into the library and looked at the bulletin board and just found out, wow, they have a whole resource center upstairs that's free for entrepreneurs that they'll help you with. People who will write your, your business plans for you and it's free. So yeah, there's a lot of resources, especially at our library downtown. I will, I will tell anybody to go there ASAP if you're trying to start a business because those free resources are unmatched and it's research that you have to do yourself mm -hmm. so if you don't want to do the research just ask the questions and it's it's all there free yeah that's huge i'm so glad you dropped that because i didn't even realize all that was there and that's yeah. exactly what we want to put out in this but you said something great there you got to get off the social media and actually get out and uh, that's it's like the complete opposite of what of what everyone does today. Like there's no denying that the internet is great for connections, but you're not just going to walk past a billboard in the library while you're scrolling on your phone the whole time and see the information that you saw. 
So right. that, that's a huge note for everyone out there wondering what you got to do. And, and you heard her. She said, move to the places where people are. The law of proximity is a real thing. You move yep. to the city, you got outside, and you found ways to connect with people. That's tremendous. So now you've got the mentor. You've bounced those business plans off them. You've, you picked the one that it's time to run down. Talk to me a little bit about what your schedule is like now. What type of hours are you putting in while you're trying to balance? I still have to work this job that I don't love, but it pays the bills while I chase the dream. So the schedule is crazy. Like it's very intense. Um, and I'm just now figuring out how to keep working in my self-care while making sure I'm still working at the same time, because you can't let yourself fall to the wayside because when something happens in your business, you're not going to be able to cope. So for instance, when something usually goes wrong in my business or in my personal life, I just run like Forrest Gump run, like take off and just will run around wherever I am, just run. Just, and then I'll be like, well, done with it. But if I'm not at the best self-care level, I'm all over the place. So when it comes to these hours of business, for instance, right now, one of my clients is an artist in California. We have opposite hours. Mm -hmm. So I'm up all night talking to her and I'm going to bed at seven o'clock in the morning because we're talking and just collaborating and thinking of things and ways to get things going there. Um, the hours are sporadic. Whatever's got to happen, right? Honestly, because you can go down a rabbit hole in one avenue, especially with what I'm doing with lifestyle and brand management. When you have multiple clients, everybody is doing something different. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I had a restaurant owner. Then I had a holistic spiritual healer. Then I had a music artist and a makeup artist. Everybody wants to be the best at what they're doing. And like you said, the opposite for you when you are in sales is like the work isn't my responsibility you know the work is my responsibility because i have to bring you the work and then make sure you do it right mm -hmm. so it's kind of like okay double whammy um you have to become an expert in all these different avenues i have to know makeup i have to know the music business i have to learn about the restaurant industry and what foods are popular right now to people in the, in specifically for this restaurant it was a organic vegan restaurant so you needed to know how the vegan world was and i loved me at that time so <laughs> it, it was hard to like so i had to go vegan because i'm like if this is what i'm gonna do i need to like really get into this so the hours are i feel like even when i did my clothing line 1990 now i still was up all night so the hours are just never ending but it's it's best if you really literally give yourself like a 30 minute increment schedule not even kidding like that's what i do to my clients now for instance i created a like i think it was like 7 a.m to 8 p.m workday schedule for her she was a from home entrepreneur and she eventually moved into her own office space um and we were trying to transition her from at home to her office and she was having a hard time struggling with that like how do i still get this going so we literally created a 30 minute increment for her to work on her business. Even if she was doing the same thing for three hours, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We still broke it down in 30 minutes. So mm -hmm. you can see so specifically we were able to, yep, we were able to make sure that she got to her work for the first half of the day. And then once it was time for her kids to get off the bus, she still attended to her home and family life accordingly and efficiently, and then still got back to her work and still got to bed 
on time effectively. So it's like, you're always moving, always working, but it was like working smarter, not harder. Like let's get the most out of the day. Right. So, right. yeah. And, and you talked about there, how much time you had to spend doing research and learning about mm -hmm. your clients. Did you anticipate that level, that amount of time being sunk into back-end research? No. Nope. No. I, I had no idea um, what to expect because, for instance, my first client, um, no, my second client, I did like the bar rescue type thing. I came into the restaurant. <clears throat> um, I was there all day. The employees had no idea who I was. And I just was kind of lingering around. And then at the end of the day, I just was like, this this, 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 like whatever. And I, and I loved it. Okay. And they were like, whoa, blown away. And I was like, wow, I can do this. And, um, after that, it was kind of like, all right, okay, you, you got this, but you got to make sure that you, you just stay to course with what your original plan is. Like, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. You can't get redirected by other people. Just yeah, no, that's huge. That's huge. Cause you, I got to imagine that along the way, you probably had a lot of outside influences chirping in each year, right? While I was starting this journey, um, like I said, I was transitioning from a radio station to doing my own thing. And I was getting a lot of backlash from that, but I still persisted. And I wasn't assertive in myself when it came to my business. I wasn't um, confident in myself as the head of the business. I'm the face, I'm the brand, I'm the everything. It's different when you're starting a clothing line. It's clothes, so wear it. I could take a picture of the right. clothes, it's not me. Right. But when it was me, you know, I had to do a full photo shoot and I had to, I'm on the face of the website and everything that I say matters because right. I'm, asking these people to trust me with what they're doing and in order to do that is a lead by example so it's hard but you 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 really have to live by your brand and whatever you're trying to do and sometimes you have to be quiet and if you know me for me that's hard to do <laughs> um, yeah but i want to yeah. talk to you about uh, about that branding there for a second because i know exactly what you're talking about on my last episode that i recorded i said that I probably should have put this podcast out a couple of years ago, but I was in that same position where my brand is an extension of me and I didn't want to put my face out there uh, because like you talked about for the clothing, like that's so much easier just here, buy my clothes. But when it's an extension of you, it's hard to throw yourself out there because you really got to show people all of you because they're buying you. Mm -hmm. How did you, how did you deal with that? uncomfortableness of getting over that hump of realizing, okay, I'm not selling, I'm not selling a shirt anymore. I'm selling myself. So that means, right. yeah, it's going to be my headshot. It's going to be everything that I say. I can't just, when I'm mad, throw my thoughts up on Twitter because this is all an extension of me. How did you come to grips with that and realize like, okay, if I'm going to do this, that means that I got to change some things about me. I have to change some things that that uh, maybe I, that I would have done when I was 18, but I can't do that now. Okay. So there's two ways. <laughs> the right way is to like work on yourself and <laughs> you like do exercise and like, for instance, what I do now is my Twitter drafts are so long and I, and I purposely save them so I can see what crap I was going to say 
And I'm like, damn, I'm glad I'm glad you didn't say that because that's crazy. Um, but you're it's still good. you still just type it out and leave it in your drafts though. So you yep. get that little relief, like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that yeah, comment get out. Get it there. off. Right, yeah, right. Get it off. And you just leave it in your draft. It's genius. Yeah. Yep. Genius. Leave it in your draft. It's just, and then you get to see it. So when you go to like do another one and you be like, oh, I'm not gonna do this. You see the long thread of everything that you're going to do that you didn't. You're like, wow. So it makes you just stop doing that altogether. What I tell my clients to do, make a burner account. Like, for real, like, seriously, celebrities are starting to do it. And I think it's, you're human, okay? Like, you have impulses, you have reactions. And especially when you can get in a place like Twitter and just see anything at any moment from anyone. Mm -hmm. And it could just be the most absurd, triggering thing. And you want to react to it. And sometimes it's hard, especially now Mm -hmm. when we're so provoked. It's so hard to not react. I tell them to make a burner account. <laughs> I I'm against I'm against them, <laughs> but I will tell someone to make them because sometimes, like Beyonce, she has a burner account. Jay Z, he has a burner account. These are facts. Mm-hmm. They watch things through their burner account because they do want to be a part of society. But when you're trying to become right. elite or you are elite, there's some places and spaces you can't be right. and. Yep. Sometimes social media is not the place. So yep. no, you're yeah, not you wrong. Do, my Twitter is completely different from my Facebook. So that's just an example of mm-hmm. how you can express yourself in different avenues, different. Yeah. You have to be. But I like that tip with say, just leaving it in the draft because you still get the relief of, yeah, I'm going to tell them my mind. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to let them know what's good here. And then yep. even if you just hit save to draft, it's the same idea as hitting tweet or send. Yeah. And then you just, you're like, all right, cool. And you just think nobody reacted to it. It's all that condition It's you're just conditioned to just fire it off. So if you do that, you fire it off. I used to just like fire it off and then delete it automatically. Once I seen it all out, like, Ew, that's all <laughs> but like that's backfiring on a lot of celebrities now. And I'm like, I don't want to be one of those people. Like what if I get big enough and I'm one of those people and they're going to search my old tweets that didn't delete. And it's yep. like, no, yep. they look back 10 years. And I mean, that, but that's a great point to bring up. So for everybody out there that wants to go down that entrepreneur path, you don't harvest the crop the same day you plant the seed. So if you're starting no, your no. entrepreneur trail today, you can't tweet shit today because it's going to get found in 10 years. And you're going to yep. get in trouble for it. And if you haven't figured that out yet, then you probably shouldn't be an entrepreneur. No, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. Delete the thread. It's like a life joke in like my friend circle. But deleting the thread is so important, especially in social media today, because people will go back and look up something very egregious that you said when you're in a different space and place. And that's why what you say in your content is so important and it's so valuable now. Like word is so key, especially now because we can't go outside Mm -hmm. and we can't really do anything or you kind of can if you choose to, but it's like life or death right now. It's like, no, your word is like literal bond, like word bond. Like when people say word bond or word bond, that's my favorite slang because it's Mm -hmm. the only one to me that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Your word is your bond. So if your word is your bond, then you have to watch what you say. And that's the only thing that we're seeing that matters the most. Like actions matter. Yeah. But half the time people don't believe 
the action, it, it, how did you respond to what they say mm -hmm. you did? Or how are you reacting to what happened? That matters more now than anything in the right. world. So Right. The action doesn't matter when you're taking the action to cover up words that you said last week or last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. That, I mean, that's a great way to wrap it up. Give me your final message to people out there that are either in the first stages of entrepreneurship or they've got that, that itch to, to run and chase their own dream. In just a couple sentences, what's your message to those folks? Trust yourself more than anything. Don't be a follower. Um, just because it worked for somebody else, that doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. Things work for who they work for for a reason and just stick to your stick to your plan. Don't don't get derailed because you see things working for a lot of other people. Whatever your plan is, that's what your plan is and just continue on that plan and see it fully out and you'll be surprised at what makes you feel gratitude. Sometimes it's not even money. Sometimes it's knowing that you really help somebody do what you try to do. Whatever your mission statement is. If you can accomplish your mission statement, then you successfully ran a business that's huge follow your mission help somebody be a little bit better and it's a marathon not a sprint yep Chantel, it's been great chatting with you um, little side note all the links to Chantel's content and websites are going to be in the description here be sure to check it out if you if you're aspiring to be an entrepreneur and you try to get your stuff together you're not sure where to start i got the perfect person for you right here who's going to get you on track so Again, great talking with you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Embrace the Suck with Brendan. We know you've got a message that can help somebody else right now, and we need to hear it. Reach out directly at wheelahandevelopment at gmail.com or through Facebook and LinkedIn at Brendan Wheelahan. Until next time.